what is up y'all welcome to another episode of what do i know where pop culture meets books i know it has been a minute since i last did an episode i think my last episode was march and we're in june um i don't know i'm not even about to lie to y'all and say that i'm gonna try to do better i'm gonna do what i can um so anyway let's just get into it we're gonna start it off with drop it like it's hot topics there is so much celebrity news like so much pop culture stuff like i had to just kind of you know um narrow it down because there was just so much stuff that's happened since the last time i posted um so yeah let's get into it let's start with the very first topic so the first topic we're going to talk about and drop it like a hot topic is um the ebony k williams bus driver comment now this is old this happened about a month ago but i want to talk about it now (sighs) i actually did talk about it on my tiktok and um a good amount of people agreed with me so yeah i'm gonna talk about it now on the podcast so basically if y'all don't know (sighs) ebony k williams who is an attorney uh media personality uh, i think she has her own show you know, just an all-around successful, beautiful black woman was interviewing Iyana Van Zant. Who, if y'all don't know, Iyana Van Zant, she's like a... I don't even know what you would call her. She's not a licensed therapist, but like she used to have that show, Iyana Fix My Life, where she like helps people see the error of their ways and try to fix their life. So they were on Ebony K. Williams' show. I have no idea what the hell they were talking about. But the sound bite from the show that went viral was this. Let me let me play for you guys. Basically, Iana asked Ebony K. Williams if she would date a bus driver. And Ebony K. Williams basically, in not so many words, said, fuck no. And the internet went crazy, especially black Twitter and, you know, just black people in general went crazy when this went viral so let me just play for you guys trust me i've done them all um they are not positioned to protect nor provide because of some of the statistics we just talked about they're not earning the incomes they're not having the resources and some of them are not even showing up in the leadership would you date a bus driver you would you date if he bus? owns the bus if he owns no. it if he owns the bus See, that's no that's a problem. Now let's address the response to the internet. So that was the little sound bite that went viral. Um, and so when that went viral, literally, when I tell you guys, <laughs> black tech Twitter and black TikTok and just black people across the internet were pissed. A lot of people were mad at ebony k williams for making that statement about not wanting to date a bus driver a lot of people felt like it was an elitist statement it felt like she was being condescending you know a lot of people were like what's wrong with being a bus driver you know all kinds of shit some people did agree but the general consensus a lot of people especially in the black community were not happy this is my take on it and anyone who knows me already knows what i'm gonna say i want thousand one billion gazillion percent agree with Ebony motherfucking K. Williams. I don't even know why this was such a big deal. And to this day, even though this is an old 
topic, I still get angry because I don't know why people are getting mad. There's so many places I should I could start. Number one, I didn't see anything wrong with what Ebony K. Williams said. That is her preference. You know, a lot of men will degrade women and insult women with the excuse that that's just my preference. You know, a lot of men will say they don't like big girls. They like skinny girls. That's my preference. Um, You know, growing up here in Northern Virginia, I grew up with all the little black guys. I don't like white. I don't like black girls. Snow bunnies or no bunnies. You know, we only like white girls. That's just our preference. So why is it when y'all say stupid ass shit like that and with the excuse that it's your preference, it's okay. But Ebony K. Williams, who respectfully, I felt like she was very respectful, said she would not date a bus driver unless he owned the bus. Oh my gosh, people were pissed. Why Why doesn't she have the right to say that? I want to know. And the thing about it is, and yes, I'm going to bring race into it. Um... Because if Ebony K. Williams was a white woman, this question wouldn't even have been asked. Let's keep it all the way 100. If Ebony K. Williams was white and she was a successful white lawyer, who the fuck would even think to ask her, would you date a bus driver? That would never come out of anybody's mouth. But because Ebony K. Williams is a black woman, she, you know, I feel like a lot of black people, a lot of people expect black women to just take anything. I don't understand how you guys really think a whole f- mother- Ebony K. Williams is a lawyer. She went to law school. Okay? She passed a bar test. She is an attorney. Okay? And not only that, she she has her own television show. She's a media personality. She was on Real Housewives of New York. This is a successful woman. Why the fuck would she date a goddamn bus driver? Please explain it to me like I'm slow. Because I don't understand. And... You know, people talking about she's job shaming and she's being elitist. There's nothing wrong with being a bus driver. You know, while there may not be anything wrong with being a bus driver per se, there's a lot wrong with expecting a lawyer to date a bus driver. And then people were arguing that, you know, that's the problem with women these days. Y'all just look at money. You don't look at love. It's not about money. It's about love. Okay. And let me address that shit. Number one, in the words of the late, great Tina Turner, what the fuck does love have to do with it? Are you guys insane? The cost of living is through the roof. Gone are the days where you're, when you're dating, all you look for is love. There's so much more that goes into dating and even getting married. It is too expensive out here to date strictly on love. Okay? Like... I don't understand how you guys don't understand that. Women are looking at the money aspect of it and looking at men with money because the cost of living is high and I need my motherfucking rent paid. Like, Ebony K. Williams, again, as a successful lawyer, is used to a certain standard, okay? She's used to a certain standard of living that a motherfucking bus driver is not gonna provide. And then you got people talking about Oh, well, there's bus drivers making 100K. It's bus drivers making 90K. Number one, I highly doubt that. Um, and even if, let's say, they are making that, it takes a long time to for them to get to that amount. When they're first starting out, they're not making that much money. Okay? Well, there may 
not be anything wrong with being a bus driver per se. You know, it's an honest living. You know, you work for the city, you get great benefits, whatever, whatever. We're, we got to look at the optics and the financials of it all. Once again, Ebony K. Williams, by profession, is a lawyer. Like, I'm not understanding what people aren't getting. And then the other thing about it is, I don't know why people like to act like, you know, blue-collar men are so, are, are like, great guys, and they're so wonderful, and rich men are awful. You know, if you notice, like, Tyler Perry, he loves, <laughs> Tyler Perry loves, loves, to pair a successful black woman character in his movies with and have her fall in love with a poor man. I will never forget that movie, Daddy's Little Girl, starring Gabrielle Union. Gabrielle Union was a lawyer, just like Ebony K. Williams. And he really thought it would be realistic for her to fall in love with Monty, uh, uh, Idris Elba's character, who was a whole ex-convict with three kids and a crazy baby mama. The man was a mechanic, an ex-convict mechanic. You really think that that is the kind of man that an attorney would fall in love with? Like, I have a big issue with that. Like, I just feel like so many times society expects black women to just settle for less. Other races of women are not expected to settle for less, especially white women. If Ebony K. Williams is a white woman, this wouldn't even have been a conversation. And it just makes me angry that so many people get are mad, were mad at her for saying that. It really does like boil my blood. And, you know, I don't know if it's because I'm Nigerian, so it's like, you know, in a Nigerian society, this wouldn't even be a fucking question. What? You ask this kind of question in Nigeria? A lawyer? Get with a, a, a bus driver? That wouldn't even be a freaking conversation. And the thing about it is like, you know, people are like, well, that's why she's single. Okay, let it be. Because let me tell you something. I'm not a lawyer, but I do pretty well for myself financially. Um, I went to college. There's no way in hell I'm getting with a motherfucking bus driver. I can tell you that right now. And for me, it is more the money aspect and the job title if fine if let's say I find a bus driver that is making six figures let's get it going but I know that I'm not because bus drivers don't make fucking six figures like <sighs> y'all it was just crazy how people were just getting so mad at her for stating her preference like I just don't understand it and then the other thing about it that Ebony K. Williams mentioned is you know statistics show that black women are outdoing black men in every way possible. Like, we're just a lot more successful than black men. We are more educated than, the, than black men. We are getting better jobs than them. So we are surpassing black men, okay? And so another aspect of the conversation that she brought up is, why isn't the conversation, you know, why aren't black men doing better for themselves? Why the fuck are you aspiring to be a goddamn bus driver? Why aren't you aspiring to also be a lawyer? Like, I don't understand that. You know, because I think the, the context of the conversation was talking about, you know, black love and how as a black woman, it's very difficult to find a black man that's on your level. It's very difficult. So I don't know. <laughs> so then Ebony went on a breakfast call. Um, if y'all don't know, The Breakfast Club is a radio show that um, 
is out of New York. It's a very popular radio show. It stars DJ Envy and Charlemagne the God. She went on there. There was like these two other girls there. I don't know who the fuck those girls were. And, you know, kind of doubled down on her statements. And this is a little bit of the interview. Let me play it for y'all. What Tyler Perry movie is this? That's what I'm saying. Temptation. It's very Tyler Perry. (laughs) But Ebony, what about the bus drivers that their goal was to own a home? And what if they came from something that necessarily wasn't the best education and driving the bus is... I think we got to broaden the conversation. I think we keep using the words like bus drivers. This is what, what bothers me to make it seem like Bus drivers only drive. Why would you talk about bus drivers? We could talk police officers. We could talk MTA workers. We could talk all these different people that work at these quote unquote average jobs. Everyday working class people. Now, this is my problem, right? Now, you know, I do real estate and I do these seminars all across the country, right? We get thousands of people. The majority of people that own homes and investment homes are your quote unquote average workers, all your bus drivers, all your MTA workers. So they just don't drive buses. They have properties. They have. I know a police officer that drives Ferraris because it's not from his police job. It's from the houses that he owns that he made off the police job. You sure it's not from the cocaine? I'm a thousand percent. No, I'm a thousand percent. I'm playing. That's a chance. More properties than you, me, and Charlotte put together. That's who he is. That's a joke. But they take it serious. But I know these people that do it, and they put in hard work. So when you said I wouldn't date a a, a bus driver unless he owned his own bus, a lot of people felt it like, yo, that's disrespectful because just because I took a job, and a lot of people take those jobs for. A couple of different reasons. One, the benefits, right? Sure. They know- See what I did there. Uh-huh. Bill with a bus driver. You actually agree with that? My so whole, that was a few here. But you know what? I, people that you talked about are the people that buy your books, that listen to this show. And yeah. listen what about, to Ebony, Ebony, what about words like uh, no, average, I'm, mediocre? I'm gonna, what you are framing right now no. in this moment is highly irresponsible. How? Because we're, I'm going to, if you listen, I'm, I'm going to tell you. Because if you were to listen to all of the full Yala interview, the full sidebar, the full episode of Holding Court, nowhere in any of that commentary did I oh, listen to get to. I'm just because you I don't mean deal to hurt in somebody, feelings. Just First because of you didn't all, mean I don't to affect deal. somebody doesn't mean you didn't hurt a community. I don't I can say deal anything in about feelings. somebody, but like I didn't mean to hurt you. But if you hurt people, you hurt people. If feel if people feel a way about you, they feel a way about you because those people that you talked about are the people that buy your books, that listen to this show, and they're listen. All right, y'all, let me get back on here. So y'all just heard, um, I kind of skipped around. It was like about a 40-minute interview. (sighs) I don't even know where to start. So as usual, Envy the dumbass. I'm not a big DJ Envy fan. I'm going to preface that right now. I'm not a big DJ Envy fan. I used to listen to Breakfast Club a lot when I was younger. Um, And I've never liked DJ Envy. I always think he asks the dumbest fucking questions. He's just, I think he's an idiot. I'm just going to keep it 100 so this interview though y'all really need to go listen to the whole thing i listened to most of it and he was very worked up and it was almost like he took it personally which is weird because envy you're not a fucking bus driver so i don't understand like it just didn't make sense to me that he was getting that worked up about ebony k williams comment when you're not even a fucking bus driver you know and then as you guys heard in those little snippets you know he's there bringing up literal anomaly cases talking about he knows a police officer that owns property and drives how many fucking police officers do you know that drive a rolls royce that is an anomaly the average police officer does not make what ebony k williams makes again a same with the bus driver and then the part that also annoyed me is the part where he was like um uh you hurt you hurt a lot of people's feelings these people that you're talking about they buy your books you hurt their feelings if you don't get the fuck out of here with that bullshit who 
cares? Like, he was acting like we're in preschool. You hurt their feelings. Who gives a fuck that she hurt their feelings? At the end of the day, this is her preference. I don't understand what the problem is. Every day, a new rapper, a, a new somebody gets online and says something offensive to black women and, and, and says that it's their preference and nobody goes to bat for them. So I don't understand why so many people are mad at this. And then the other aspect of this conversation was, you know, this is, was like a different episode when she first like said this statement. Charlamagne, I mean, Envy, and I think Charlamagne too, they were both bringing up how, you know, when they first, especially Envy, Envy loves to talk about his family. He will find a way to insert a fucking story about his freaking wife and kids. Anyway, so he was talking about how, you know, when he first got with his wife, he really didn't have a lot of money and she had more money than him, but she stuck with him and all this stuff. So this is the other part of the conversation that people are like not understanding. Ebony K. Williams is also a woman of a certain age. If I'm not mistaken, she's either 40 or pushing 40. She's an older woman. She doesn't have time to build anybody up. She doesn't have time to, to get with somebody that's struggling and help to build them up. She is pushing 40 years old. Envy, as you have told us countless of times, you got with your wife and you guys were young. You were very young when you first met your wife. He was like a teenager. So of course you didn't have any fucking money. You're 16 years old, you idiot. Like, what are you talking about? How would you have money when you were a kid? Ebony K. Williams is not in that same boat. She is a, an older woman. Like, y'all, y'all don't even know how hot this co fucking conversation got me. But I say all that to say, at the end of the day, we all are entitled to our preference. And I am a big advocate for women, especially black women, dating up, marrying up. I'm a very big advocate for that. I don't understand why as black women we're expected to date and marry down. And I'm, I'm also a, a big supporter of that for black women that are successful. Why would an attorney date a bus driver? And obviously success is relative, you know, or subjective, whatever the fuck word it is. You know, success looks different in everybody's eyes. In my personal opinion, I view success more monetary. Um, and I just don't understand. And then another thing that another layer to the conversation is, and I say this all the time. I don't understand why men get so offended when women say things like this. At the end of the day, there's a woman out there for every man. Ebony K. Williams may not want to be with you as a bus driver, but guess what, Mr. Bus Driver? It's thousands of other women that do. Why the fuck don't you men that don't obviously don't aspire to be much, why don't y'all go find one of those women that don't mind that you're a bus driver? Why are you looking at the one that does mind? I don't understand that. That's another aspect of the conversation that kind of makes me mad. It's like, I'm sure it's a I'm sure it's a it's a lawyer out there that doesn't mind dating a bus driver. Go find her and leave Ebony K. Williams alone. So that's just my, you know, two cents on that. Um, but what do I know? All right, y'all. Next up, um, we got, uh, where is it? Diddy and the City Girls just dropped a new song. It premiered like literally like two days ago, maybe like a week ago, called Act Bad. Here's a little snippet of it. If you look good, act bad. If you look good, act bad. If you look good, act bad. The Billy in a knapsack. Wallah. Jelly all night, don't you? Ain't nothing. 
Um, so it the song is by Diddy featuring the City Girls and Fabulous. Um, I don't like it. I don't like it. I think it's an awful song. I think it sounds awful. And I just think that it's time for Diddy to grow up. They also debuted the video. And in the video, there's like a, a part where Diddy is literally naked. They like cover, obviously cover it, but it's like obviously he's naked. And he's just doing all these like things in the video. And I just want Diddy to act his age. You know, Diddy is definitely one of those older men that like refuses to accept the fact that he's old. This man is like, if I'm not mistaken, 52 or 53 years old. Like, you're in your 50s, sir. Please act like it. You know? And while, obviously, you know, I don't mean that he needs to be walking around with a walker, but he definitely doesn't need to be doing videos like this. I feel like he should have let his son, Christian, who is around the city girls' age, he's like 24, 25, he's an aspiring rapper, he's been trying to, you know, break into the rap game for like a couple years now and just has not really seen any type of success i don't understand why diddy didn't give this song to his son but it just shows you how diddy just refuses to let go of his youth he does not want to let go of 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 he doesn't want to accept the fact that he's old because i don't understand why you wouldn't have put christian on this song christian is young it would have made more sense but that's their new song i don't like it but I'm sure somebody out there will. People talking about it's the song of the summer. I don't know which summer, not this summer. Um, and then speaking of the Combs family, Justin Combs, who is Diddy's second son, was arrested um, yesterday for a DUI. Um, and then on top of being arrested, his mom, Misa Hilton, basically is blaming Diddy for you know, Justin's arrest. And so she got on her Instagram and posted a couple like kind of cryptic messages. She said, let me go to the beginning here. She said, hold on. I'm trying to get to like the beginning. She said a couple of things. She said, I should have kept my child with me. Fuck UCLA too. Everybody can get it. How you go from one of the greatest to ever do it to making all your money off alcohol and suing the damn alcohol company. Sell something healthy that builds people up. I'm sick of it, not mine. Obviously talking about Diddy. Um, then she says, and Christina, if you ever try to handle me again, I will go straight across your head. Stay out the way. You are a nice person. Everyone is tough until it's time to be tough. Um, she said some other things. I'm trying to find what else she said. Here we go. Um, before that, she said, I'm not protecting no one anymore, just my son. The statement of fish rots from the head down means that in addition to being a major contributing factor in a family or organization, success leadership is also the root of its failure and demise. The truth shall set you free. And she goes, act bad, act bad, bad boy. I used to want to be a bad girl. I chose to be a queen, tried and true. I'm not perfect, but I am intentional. That's what Misa Hilton said, y'all. Um, like I said, Misa is Justin's mom. Um, and so she's basically essentially blaming Diddy for Justin's DUI. And 
I'm not going to lie. I think it's a bit ridiculous. Um, Justin Combs is 29 years old. He's going to be 30 years old this year. He's, we're actually, weirdly enough, birthday twins. His birthday is December 30th and mine is the 31st. But anyway, um, he is going to be 30 years old this year. This is a grown man we're talking about. I'm not understanding why Misa is blaming Diddy when Justin is grown and made this very intentional decision to drive drunk on his own. Um, I don't know. She's giving me you know, boy mom vibes, you know, those, those moms that like, in their eyes, their son can do no wrong. That is literally what Misa is doing, because I don't understand how this is Diddy's fault when Justin is a grown man, but I'm also thinking that maybe there's more to the story. You know, if anybody knows Diddy well, you know, Diddy is, you know, has been accused of some very, of being kind of a very shady person. Um, and I guess, no, Nobody knows that better than Misa, so I don't know. We'll see what comes out of this story, but I just don't understand why she's blaming Diddy when Justin is a grown-ass man, and I mean, I think at 29, he's not 14, he's 29 years old, like, at that age, you know not to drive drunk, so yeah, but um, what do I know? Um, okay, so next up on Drop Your Leg is Hot Topics, Meg Thee Stallion. Our girl, the rapper Meg Thee Stallion, was recently spotted with um, a new boo. She was spotted with European soccer player Romelu Lukaku. I don't think I said that right. Um, At his teammate's wedding. I believe Romelu plays for Belgium? I think the... No. Is Belgium a country or a city? Maybe it's not about. He plays for a, a, a European soccer team. Um, and so they were seen at his teammates' wedding together. He's okay looking. Um, I wouldn't say he's fine. He's just okay. Um, but people were buzzing because, you know, everybody, as y'all know, um, Meg was with the rapper and song. And I don't know if he writes songs, but he writes raps. He's a very well-known writer he writes a lot of cardi b's raps um his name's party so cardi with the p um and so you know they were together for a while him and meg they were together for a minute like at least two or three years so you know people are speculating that obviously they broke up because meg was seen at this wedding all hugged up on Romello. you know i am sad to see her and party break up i did find them to be a super cute couple you know meg is a stallion she's tall i'm a fellow tall girl so anytime i see a fellow tall girl with an equally tall man i love it i love to see it because it's very hard to find a tall man like i don't know the average man nowadays is so short i don't know if it's the gmos in the food or what and if they are tall they like short women so anytime i see a fellow tall girl with an even taller guy i love it they look great together and party seemed like a, you know, he seemed like a great boyfriend, but you know, we don't know. We, I have to always remind myself, we don't know these people. So we don't know what parties really like, but yeah, yo, they broke up. Um, so yeah, I do like her with Romelu. He is, a, his family is originally from the Congo. So he is African. I just want Meg to be careful. You know, African men are not for the week <laughs> dealing with an african man is not for the week at all so you know i just hope my girl is ready 
And, um, you know, I hope you treat you right. So, yeah. But what do I know? Okay, and then so next up on Drop It Like It's Hot Topics, y'all. We have got to talk about a situation that happened um, yesterday. Or like the day before yesterday. So yesterday, rapper Chica. Chica's um, a rapper. I'm not going to lie. I'm not super familiar with her music. She's like kind of more of a... I wouldn't say she's mainstream. I mean... Would, would you consider her mainstream? She's not as successful as like a Cardi or a Meg, but um, she is a rapper. Her rapping is like a little bit more like alternative rap, I guess. Like she she basically doesn't rap like a typical female rapper. Like she's not about sex and all that stuff. Her raps are like different. Um, I don't really know her music. To be honest, I know Chica because every couple of years she goes viral for doing something crazy. And today is no different. So, well, yesterday. So yesterday... Chica, out of nowhere, tweets, she she tweeted a couple tweets, she tweets, to the lady next to me who thought it would be a good idea to buy yourself and your twin infants first class tickets on a red eye flight, who just woke me up by bringing your screaming bastard to our seats to soothe her. I just bought $34 Wi-Fi at 4am to call you a stupid bitch. P.S. I hate you and I hope you get a paper cut between each finger tomorrow, you senseless wench. Like, are you, are you literally mentally delayed? What makes you think a one-year-old will shut their bitch ass up on a seven-hour flight that takes off at one fucking a.m.? You already had them up past bedtime. I don't care the circumstances. Take your ass to economy at least. So that's what she could tweet it, y'all. When I tell you people were not for it, a lot of people started attacking Chica. You know, Chica is a bigger woman she's fat i'll just say she's fat i'm fat so i can say it she gets fat um and and you know not really conventionally attractive i guess so you know people started coming for her people started coming for her coming for her looks coming for her weight um and then of course she wants to backtrack and start bringing up her mental health and you know talk, screenshotting texts from her therapist and talking about how everybody's against her you know just doing all this crazy shit and um let me find it just doing a lot like you know basically trying to play the victim even though she just tweeted all this crazy stuff so um trying to find it here it is okay so I don't even know where to start. Okay. So this is my opinion of it. When I first saw the tweets, I'm not going to lie. I was shocked. I was like, this is a bit much, you know? And one thing that I'm kind of noticing is kind of becoming a trend on social media is this whole like, fuck them kids, you know, being mean to kids, like trend. And I just personally don't understand it. I'm noticing it's kind of becoming a thing. The fuck them kids thing. And I know it started off as a joke, but I really do feel like a lot of people truly hate children. And I don't understand why. And that tweet by Chica, it was a very hateful tweet. I mean, I don't understand how you can call innocent children that you don't even know bastards and all these names. 
And, you know, obviously people started bringing up, um, there was a viral video a couple weeks ago of a man who was being recorded, you know, kind of losing it because I guess they were on a flight that this a, a baby, like, kept crying and, you know, the baby just kept crying and so the man was, like, losing it and going off and cursing out the baby and cursing out the, the parents and he was just very, um, <laughs> pissed off. So people were comparing the two videos. And the thing about it is, and I remember when that video went viral, people were arguing back and forth about how they agree with him, children don't belong on flights, all this bullshit. And I really got pissed off because it's like, my thing is, you guys really think that these parents like that their kids are screaming on this flight? Do you really think they're enjoying themselves right now? Like, I don't understand why people cannot, I, I don't know where compassion went. We're talking about children. That so many people can have so much like hate and vitriol towards children. Like I, I love kids, and I just I will defend kids with my dying breath because children are like the most innocent people, and they're also probably the one of the most oppressed groups of people. If you really think about it, children can't make any decisions on their own. They are at the mercy of the adults in their life. So, you know, I'm very passionate when it comes to, like, children's rights and stuff. And so that's why things like Chica's comments and that man's viral video really bother me. Like, while I understand that children, you know, obviously, is it fun to listen to a child screaming for a long flight? No, it's not fun. But my thing is, it is 2023. If you don't have noise-canceling headphones, I don't know what to tell you. Like, people can't not travel with their kids because you guys don't want to hear crying, you know, like her statements were crazy. Um, and so again, like I said, she tried to play victim, you know, screenshotting texts between her and her, um, therapist. And they're talking about how she's going to delete her Twitter. Cause you know, you guys are, not, I don't know, just all this crazy stuff, like just acting insane. So then in a twist of events, a, a couple hours later, it turns out that the kids at Chica were referring to were none other than Zonique's daughter and I think her cousin's daughter. And if y'all don't know, Zonique is the daughter of T.I., rapper T.I. and singer Tiny. That's so, essentially, Zonique, or Chica was was talking shit about the granddaughter of Tiny and T.I. So, of course, when it came, <laughs> when it came out that that's who she was talking to, Zonique said this. Zonique wasn't on the flight. Her daughter and her her cousin was on the flight with her daughter and then her cousin's daughter. So Zonique wasn't on the flight, but her cousin was. So Zonique came on and said, wait, I'm in tears. Not Chica Boo was mad my child was cutting up in first class. You should have just sat there and been mad, babe. She's sky priority as fuck. And then she like shows a video of her daughter literally being very quiet. She has headphones in and they're watching a movie. Okay, mind you, Chica said they were infant one-year-old twins. Zanik's daughter is like almost three years old and her cousin is like four years old. Um, and then her cousin had said something as well. Zanik's cousin had come out and basically just said like everything that Chica said wasn't true. You know, and basically, you know, called her like stinky and all this, said that she stunk and all this stuff. I just don't understand why people 
bring like people it's basically a situation of throwing your rock and hide throwing a rock and hiding your hand you come on twitter and you see all this stuff about these poor innocent kids and now you are wanting to play the victim because people are attacking because obviously you know a lot of people are going in on chica like i said she's fat and not conventionally attractive so a lot of people were calling her fat and all this stuff and then other people were coming out saying you guys don't need to you guys can can say your point without calling chica fat and all this stuff and my thing is y'all can't tell people how they're gonna insult somebody chica is the one that came unprovoked on the internet to complain about these kids if people want to call her fat and all kinds of names that's just what she she's just gonna have to put up with that like i'm sorry i didn't i'm i didn't see anything wrong with people calling her names because her comments were so hateful like i'm sorry you deserve it i mean once again you came on the internet unprovoked nobody asked you to tweet this lie i don't know i don't know i just feel like some people are crazy and chica is one of them like girl you and and my thing is if she was smart she would have plugged that music she would have plugged your music because ain't nobody listening to it you're finally getting the attention that you were obviously asking for you should have plugged your music but anyway, so there's that. Um, I think she has put her Twitter on private and we haven't heard much from her since. You know, like I said, I don't really feel sorry for Chica at all. I'm, I'm going to be real with you. I don't feel sorry for her. Whatever insults are being thrown at her, I don't feel bad. Because once again, these statements were unprovoked and it came out that you were lying. So whatever people are saying about you, it is what it is. Okay. Um, but what do I know? Okay, next up, we have, um, we got sad news, y'all. So, the comedian, DC Youngfly, his wife, Jackie O, um, passed away this past weekend in Miami. Um, apparently, she was in Miami to do some type of mommy makeover, aka plastic surgery, and I guess the surgery went wrong and you know she just she didn't make it she died she was only 32 and um I was very sad when I heard that I don't really keep up with DC Youngfly I'm gonna be real I'm not a big fan and I don't really keep up with his wife um I didn't even know that they had three kids now I remember the first daughter because she looks just like DC Youngfly and I remember like during the pandemic she had like gone viral a couple times but I didn't know they had two other kids. Y'all, when I tell you, when I saw that she literally just had the last one, like, not even six months ago. Like, he is, I think it's a boy. He's literally a baby. Like, when I saw how little, bro, even now, yo, I started tearing up because I just don't like to hear that children lost their mother. You know? Those innocent children are not going to have to live without their mom. And it's just like very, makes me emotional. You know, I just feel like I wish all mothers could live to raise their kids. The world is such a cruel place. And people are like, well, they have their dad. Please. Dads are not the same as a mom. They're just not, you know, like, and I just hope that she had family like I hope she has her mom and her grandparents and the grandparents can come and help because 
these babies need a mom, especially the youngest. He's not even one. You know, like I'm it really made me sad, you know. Her name was um Jackie O. She was also on Wild and Out. I think that's where they met the show Wild and Out with Nick Cannon. So may she rest in perfect peace, yo. That was incredibly sad news. Um and then, you know, kind of next up, a little bit more happier news. Um Cardi B and Lotto, the rapper Lotto got together for a remix of Lotto's hit song put it on the floor I have to give it to Lotto she has really been killing it with you know her music I mean this is like her third like hit song it went viral on TikTok you know the little teenagers little Gen Z kids made it go viral the prom kids and I really hope that Lotto like rewards the girl that started the trend because that is really what made the song blow up like, I don't really listen to Lotto. Like, if it wasn't for TikTok, I wouldn't know one Lotto song. So, yeah, but Cardi B jumped on the remix. You know, Cardi is the remix godmother. You know, when she jumped on Tomorrow 2 with, um, what's the rapper? What's the other new rapper? Glorilla, that was big. WAP. So, Cardi's very good at features. Um, so this is a little bit of Cardi's verse in the remix. What's happening? <laughs> Put a ribbon on me, I've been acting brand new. I ain't smoking on no Zalu, bitch, I'm smoking on you. Put your bestie in a pack and now I'm smoking her too. I've been balling, so them all could have went to LSU. Huh. Got so many chains on, I can't even see my throat. These hoes on. That's a little snippet. Y'all gotta watch the video. The video's cute too. Um, it's offsets in it, and they feature Angel Reese from the LSU women's basketball team. She's in it, and it's just a cute little fun video. Of course, people were commenting about Nikki. Oh, Nikki's not gonna like this. Okay, whatever. <laughs> like, who is Nikki? Please. Anyway, I'm a big Cardi B fan. I love Cardi B. I think Cardi B, I really like her a lot. And so I support anything Cardi's in. I don't really get involved in the barbs and the Barty gang beef. I like both of them. I love Nicki Minaj. Like I said this before, I grew up on Nicki. Like literally, I remember being in middle school listening to Nicki. So I'm a fan of both of them. Um, and, I, you know, Lotto's cool too. She's cool for the younger kids. But um, yeah, it's a good little remix. Um, okay, and then next up, I'll talk about Kim Zosiak <laughs> and her soon-to-be ex-husband, Corey Bierman, are divorcing after 11 years of marriage. So if y'all don't know Kim Zosiak, she was a white lady on Real Houses of Atlanta. She was on Real Houses of Atlanta for about five seasons. And um, she had married the former Atlanta Falcons football player, Corey Bierman. They actually met on the show, on the Real Houses of Atlanta show. So, you know, I was shocked when I saw they were filing for divorce. I'm not gonna lie. I used to love Real Housewives of Atlanta. That was my favorite Housewife franchise, hands down. I didn't miss an episode back in the day. My favorite episodes really were actually after Kim left. I like season five, which is the season she left, and season six. So I, I'm a very big Real Housewives fan. And, um, you know, I'm not gonna lie. I really thought Kim and Croy were gonna make it. They really did seem to truly love each other. Um, you know, I feel like Croy is a good man. 
I'm not gonna lie, he seemed like a very good man, a great husband, great father. I just think Kim, oh, Kim, Kim is a selfish woman. I gotta keep it 100. I don't know her, but just from the show and her actions, she's a selfish woman. I don't think she's a, I don't think she was a good wife. And even her mothering is questionable because I don't know, the two older ones, I don't think they turned out that great, Brie. I was kind of a dumbass. Um, and then the, the, the four little ones, they are just like, <laughs> they're kind of spoiled and very kind of rude little kids. Um, and then not only are they, you know, getting a divorce, they also owe the IRS a million dollars. So on top of the fact that they're divorcing, they're also broke. You know, again, I don't wish bad for anyone. I was very sad to see that they were divorcing. I really thought they were a good couple. But I think Croy has finally, goddamn, woken up. And he is seeing Kim for who she is, which is a selfish, gold-digging woman. She's not a good woman. And, you know, even on Kim's end getting with Croy, I was always confused. Because Kim definitely likes her men to have some coin. As we all know, she was with Big Papa. She was Big Papa's mistress for many years. Big Papa was her sugar daddy. And... You know, being with Big Papa, she was definitely used, accustomed to a certain lifestyle that I just didn't see how Croy, a third string player on the Atlanta Falcons, was going to provide that to her. It's not like Croy was like Tom Brady or whatever other famous football player. Like, I was always kind of confused as to why she got with him because he didn't really seem to have that much money. But again, he was a good guy, but it's just sad because she took his young years. Croy was very young when she got with Kim. Kim is older than Croy. He was only like 26, which like, or 25. He was like 25, 26, a very young guy when he first got with Kim. And Kim was already in her 30s, already had two kids. And apparently even his family did not approve of the marriage. They did not like Kim. Um... But, you know, and that's why I'm saying, like, Corey is a good man. He, like, cut off his whole family to be with Kim. And it's like, well, damn, now the family's going to be like, told you so. And the thing about it is, like, not when I, I, I watched a show when I was in high school. So, you know, obviously I was younger. So, like, my brain wasn't fully developed. Like, I didn't really know a lot about relationships and stuff. But now watching it again as a 28-year-old, the, the, the red flags <laughs> were there from the very beginning. Like, I don't really know what even attracted Croy to Kim. If I'm going to keep it 100. Um, but, hey, I guess, like I said, he finally woke up. So they're getting a divorce. It's already messy. Um, Croy is accusing Kim of, you know, domestic violence and hitting him. And, you know, he want, uh, he also wants full custody of all four of the little kids. And uh, to be honest, I support it. Those kids need to go with their dad because Kim, look at the first two. She Brielle, her oldest, is a fucking idiot. I saw some of her TikToks and I was like, this girl doesn't have a brain cell to her name. She is dumber than rocks. So, you know, obviously the court can see her former parenting work was <laughs> not the best. So please let those little kids go with their dad so they can grow up to actually be somebody. So, yeah, I mean, but what do I know? You know, good luck to them. Um, and then last up, 
We got to talk about, of course, my girl, Beyonce Giselle Knows Carter. Like, as y'all know, Beyonce's on tour. She is completing the European part of the tour. She started about a month ago in, I think, Sweden. And she's finishing up in London. I think London is her last date, last city in Europe. And then she's going to come back home, come back to the U.S. of A. And start the, the, the U.S. tour. I'm very excited for her to come. I really don't know where I want to see her. I, I haven't decided yet, to be honest. Like, I haven't even bought her. I haven't bought a ticket yet. But I will be seeing the queen. I just don't know what city, but I'm going to see her. I saw her in 2018. I think I told this story before. I saw her in 2018. And her and Jay-Z went on tour, on the Under Run tour. In Atlanta. I saw her in Atlanta. And when I tell y'all, <laughs> it was like the worst experience of my life. I think I told this story on here before. I took the Greyhound bus. Me and my sister, we took Greyhound from D.C. to fucking Atlanta, Georgia. It was probably one of the worst experiences of my life, hands down. It was hell. And honestly, taking that bus is what really motivated me to make sure that in this life, I have money. Because money, the only reason I was on that stupid ass bus is because I didn't have any money. At the time, I was still in school and I was working like two dead end jobs. So I didn't have money to like take a plane. But best believe, bitch, this time ain't no Greyhound bus. Shout out to Greyhound. Shout out to people that take the Greyhound. I will never take a bus anywhere again. And I put that on everything. That was the worst experience of my life. I don't even take a bus when I go to New York. And New York is only like a four-hour bus ride. I don't give a fuck. I get on the plane. Because it's a 45-minute plane ride. So, yeah. So, we'll see. Maybe I'll see her in Atlanta again. She does have three dates in Atlanta. Because um, I kind of want to see her in a stadium that I've already been to. Because, you know, I'll know where to go. Like, how to... Because a lot of people forget, like, after the concert, you now have to go and find where you're going to go get a ride. So at least, you know, I've been to the Mercedes-Benz Stadium before, so I know, like, I have an idea anyway. It's been a while, but I have an idea of, like, where I'm going to go to, like, try to get my Uber and all that stuff. So that's kind of why I want to see her there. So we'll see, because she's coming to Maryland, but she's she's coming to DMV, but she's going to Maryland. She's going to FedEx Field. I haven't been to FedEx Field in 15 years. I don't even remember how it looks. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but yeah, so she, Beyonce has been killing it. I've been seeing all the videos on, um, you know, Twitter and TikTok and Instagram. And she, as usual, is just mesmerizing. Like, I'm so excited. Like, even though I'm not going to lie to y'all, I don't love the Renaissance album. I don't love it. It's definitely not one of my favorite Beyonce albums, but I like it enough. Like, I like most of the songs. So I will definitely, I think I'll still enjoy myself. Because it's funny because a lot of people <laughs> that went to the European shows, we're complaining that she hasn't, she didn't play any of her old music. It's literally called the fucking Renaissance Tour, you idiots. Obviously, most of the songs are going to be from the Renaissance album. Like, I don't understand why people are so dumb. Anyway, um, and then it, at the London shows this week, Blue, Blue Ivy, who is Beyonce and Jay-Z's first daughter, has been performing y'all she's been dancing next to her mom and let me tell you guys i'm like a proud auntie i'm so proud of blue like she really is killing it you guys like i'm so proud of her <laughs> like i really feel like a proud auntie like i literally remember when beyonce announced she was pregnant with blue i'll never forget it, it was at the 2011 vma awards 
And I remember it was after Love on Top and she starts rubbing her stomach and I'm like, oh my God, we're getting a little Beyonce. And now like 12 years later to see Blue on stage is like surreal to me. Like, I love it. I love to see it. She is killing it. And like, you know, I get mad at people on the internet because the first time she did it, you could tell she was nervous. I mean, she's 11 years old. Like she's 11 years old and performing in front of 80,000 people really millions of people because everybody saw it on the internet of course she was a little bit nervous that was her first time i didn't like that people were making statements talking about she's not even doing a good job she's stiff uh why doesn't your stupid ass get on a stage uh in front of eighty thousand people and perform that's what the fuck i thought she did a great job and you can tell as she you know does more shows she's getting a lot more comfortable so i love it like i love it. i think blue is doing a phenomenal job and I just want to tell the haters to go to hell. Because also people are like, you know, why are they forcing her to do it? Y'all really think Beyonce and Jay-Z are forcing Blue to perform? I highly doubt it. A lot of celebrities and performers, they usually try to steer their kids away from that profession. Because it is a very, you know, kind of dark profession. So obviously Blue wants to do it. So yeah, I... um. I love it. I love it. I cannot wait till she comes to the States. I'm very excited. Um, so yeah, what do I know? And then next we got Iffy Rants. Um, I just got a quick rant. You know, my rant is just about friendship. You know, my rant is about just friendship and picking the right friends. And it's also like about like the beauty of getting older. Like, I would say one thing that I love about getting older is I know who I am. And in knowing who I am, I know the kind of people that I fuck with and the kind of people that I like around me. When I was younger, I used to let any anybody be my friend. Any bitch that wanted to be my friend, she was my friend. But now that I'm grown, I know the exact kind of people that I want to be my friend. And I'm very strategic you know, as I'm, as an adult, you know, it's very hard as an adult to even make friends, like, as I'm finding, but I have, you know, started making some, you know, new friends as an adult, and the more, like, I, like, kind of <clears throat> socialize and meet new, you know, women, I can almost right off the bat tell when I'm not gonna like somebody, and when I'm not gonna get along with them, because I do have a very, um, selective personality, I don't get along with everybody, and I don't like everybody. And that's okay. And I wish I had this personality when I was younger. Because, you know, again, when I was younger, I was kind of like, you know, I don't know. I was timid and I just really wanted people to like me. So I would just let anybody, like, be my friend. But now that I'm grown, it's like, I would never do that now. Because I don't give a fuck whether you like me or not. Because I don't even like you. So there's that. Um. So yeah, I don't know. My rant is just about, you know, if you're young and you're listening to my podcast and, you know, you you worry about friends and you worry about people like you girl you got time and really i would say the best time to even make friends is when that frontal vortex of your fucking brain has developed so after 25 because after 25 you're gonna look around at the bitches that you let be your friends and you're gonna be like what the fuck was i thinking okay (laughs) because lord knows i do that a lot i'd be looking around like i let you be my friend but anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, that's uh, that's 
if he rants. Um, thank y'all for listening. We'll see when the next episode comes out. Could be next week. Could be next year. We'll see how it goes. Thank you for listening. Bye.